we will be here forever. Do you understand? Forever. Forever and ever and ever and ever. We will be here forever. Do you understand that? Get what I'm saying. Forever. How many real hip hop is in the place right about now? How many real hip hop is in the place right about now? All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard. Tuesday, October 13th, 2020, and uh, my name is Peter Rosenberg, and it's Rosenberg Radio, and there's a lot to get to today in the world, so I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time. Shout out to the people. I'm going to pop here on Instagram for a second, at Rosenberg Radio, to everybody who's watching on the Instagram Live. Hope you subscribe to the um, podcast. Shouts to my man, um, CG Fields, young Chris. What's good, man? Um, but, yeah, the, the podcast is back. So go check that out, Rosenberg Radio. And shout out to my friend Sid, who got us up on Spotify today, which I appreciate. So you can listen to it either on Spotify or you can listen to it, of course, on the uh, podcast app if you have an iPhone. Oh, and we'll get to iPhones. We're going to talk iPhones today. I have some strong feelings about iPhones. So we will definitely talk iPhones because um, Apple is just the worst. They are just simply the worst. Um, but there's a lot happening in the world today. It's kind of hard to decide where you go first today from a news standpoint. Do you go Amy Coney Barrett um, confirmation hearing? Do you go COVID outbreak? Do you go voting, which is looking crazy? And I, I guess that's probably what I saw as the most interesting bit of information of the day was how insane early voting looks all over the country. Um, Texas, in particular, looks absolutely wild in terms of how long the lines are. Um, I got something sent to me today that I wanted to share with you guys that was pretty uh, pretty touching and pretty real. And it went up on, uh, who posted this? I guess Ebro sent it to me. But it looks like it was on a regular person's Facebook page um, about their experience um, attempting to vote earlier. Gosh, we text to each, each other entirely too much. Um, here, here's the post. It says, I waited in line for two and a half hours at Shorty Howell Park in Duluth to vote this afternoon. I'm not going to lie. After about half an hour, the hunger was setting in. My feet hurt. And according to online estimates, I was in for another two-and-a-half to three-hour wait. By the way, let's stop there, and let's talk about 
how intense a wait that is because I've never had to wait more than like 30 minutes to vote. I, I don't think I've ever waited maybe 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah, no. A couple of years ago, the line was actually solid. It might have been upwards of an hour. Might have been upwards of an hour. But let's just, I'm just trying to give a little context to how much people are putting in here. Um, my feet hurt. According to estimates, it would be another two and a half to three hour wait. I considered leaving and trying again tomorrow, but I decided to stick it out because there was a mom and her two preteen children in front of me. And if I left, those kids would never know if I voted. This sister and her brother moved along the line with their mom, never once complaining about the wait. After about an hour, I thought the boy, who looked to be about 10, was going to crack. He looked up at his mother and asked, Mama, how much longer are we going to wait in line? His mother leaned down, eye to eye, put her arms around his neck, and softly replied, We're going to wait however long it takes for me to vote for people that don't think it's okay to shoot you because you're black. He gave her a small smile and said, Okay, Mama. Wild horses could not have drugged me out of that line after that. Inspiration comes from the smallest places. Hashtag mother of the year. Just one small story um, that I thought was neat on multiple levels because we are just expecting that people are going to wait endlessly online to vote, and it just, to me, feels like such a heavy expectation and burden to put on people. And it, it's, if you look, it's just disproportionately being put on people of color. Um, these lines to vote, I'm not saying it's happening exclusively, only at, at polling places where the population is mostly black and brown. But that's, uh, that appears to be disproportionately the issue. And so... You end up sitting back and being like, man, I hope people do the right thing. I hope people go out and vote. And then you realize how difficult it actually is to vote. Like, what's the line for me at which I would say I'm not going to, I'm not going to vote if I have to stay th- online that long? This is a game I often play with myself. It's how much would I pay for the WWE Network if they started just raising the price little by little because I use it so much? What's the number? Because right now, they only charge $9.99 a month. I would easily pay 20 bucks a month. I'd probably easily pay 30 bucks a month. Where's the number you get to that I would have to go, okay, I couldn't pay that much. And I think about that with something like voting. We all say we got to do it, but when you get out there for real, what is the number of time that if they say, okay, you are going to cast your vote in this election, but it's going to take you Six hours. Are you doing six hours? Because that's that's potentially what we're asking of a lot of people in this election. Now, early voting is definitely a thing. Um, I, that's what I plan on doing. And look, you know, Google early voting in your area because it varies place to place. But, for example, here in New York, you basically have a week before the actual election, where you can go out and just show up at your polling place and vote there. And that's basically all it is. You get to just show up at your polling place a week early, boom. And that's what my plan is. I voted absentee during the primary, but for this general 
I'm I'm planning on early voting. I mean, listen, I've been on planes. I can handle putting on my mask and going to a polling place, bringing a snack, being prepared. I got young legs, young young ajays. I can handle it. So if you look up and down, though, man, some of these numbers were astounding. Thousands of voters at certain locations in in Texas. Harris County, which includes Houston, 50,000 votes had been cast by noon local time. Wait times exceeded 40 minutes in several locations in the county, including Rice University Football Stadium. That's not too bad. It sounds like a good number of people, but not too too intimidating a number of time to wait, of minutes. Tell you one thing, though. I don't think this is a good sign if you're the incumbent. I'm just, I'm sorry. And, and by the way, I am not some person who thinks that this election is decided. I'm not some person who's decided that Biden is going to win this election. I, I, I believe, as we stand right now, three weeks from today, the most important election in American history, I believe right now it is a complete and total toss-up, regardless of what they're saying about polls nationally. Because, frankly, we can talk about the polls nationally, and it's, it's of some importance, but of even more importance is battleground state polls. And if you look at battleground states, this is pretty close. So I will say I, I'm not some person who believes it's a sure thing that Biden wins this election. But if you look and see a, just an absolute rash and huge rush of voting early, to me, that lends itself to trouble for the incumbent. If you just think about it from basic logic, that's that's what it says to me. And there's a chance. Let me Let me say this. Here's what I can say unequivocally about this election, and this is not rocket science, but I guess it's something that makes you feel good. There is a chance Donald Trump wins this election. But if he does it, he will do it incredibly narrowly um, and probably will lose the popular vote. But maybe he narrowly wins it with the right combination of states falling his way. There is no scenario in which there's a Trump blowout. No scenario in which there's a Trump blowout. No matter what mock-up you look at, and I'm, I'm seeing people write, Trump's going to win by a landslide. You are not bright or educated. That's impossible. Not even, that's not even a thing that you could calculate. There aren't enough states. It's impossible. There are not enough electoral votes. If we were to go over it right now and give Trump every state that you're hoping he gets, let's give you every single state that's on the line, leaning red, he still can't win in a blowout. The only potential blowout is a Biden blowout. There's a potential Biden blowout. There's a potential narrow Biden victory. And there's a potential narrow Trump victory. But there's no potential for a Trump blowout. There there just 
the the electoral votes are not there. So that's an impossibility. Now, that said, how can you feel confident about a an election on the up and up when the incumbent has talked openly about fraud and and voter fraud, election fraud, tells you not to trust the mail system, how can you truly believe that this election goes uh, off without a hitch? You can't. I think it's hilarious. Don't you? One thing I find very entertaining is the idea that the incumbent president acts as if he's the one who would be at a disadvantage in terms of the election being stolen. I find that to be very entertaining. As if he wouldn't be in the best position to benefit from fraudulence. But guess what? There will be fraudulence one way or another. But I truly believe that this will probably be a big enough win for Biden that it just becomes impossible. And then you start getting into a conversation about whether or not Trump concedes, when he concedes, and what that looks like. Because this is not a guy who's going to concede easily. It's very, very hard to picture. Um, good question on my Instagram live that I'll I'll bring to the pod. At this point in 2016, three weeks out, what was my confidence in a Hillary Clinton win? Very high. Very high. I had fear. I had fear that it wasn't a lock. But I really thought there was no chance Donald Trump could be president. I just couldn't picture it. Now that we've become used to it, you don't think of it the same way. Of course, of course he can win. Um, so I see it differently this time around. Now that said, Joe Biden does not have nearly the... Um, Negative, visceral response with a lot of people that Hillary Clinton has. Now, why? Why does Hillary Clinton get that reaction from people? I would say it's a solid mix of lack of education, sexism, her husband's general shadiness over a long time, and her own sort of uh, poor decision-making and political operations. But is she so substantially worse than other politicians to warrant the level of hate that she gets? Of course not. The visceral hate for Hillary Clinton is so clearly based on gender. And it's a gender thing that's deep because women will feel it too. You know, women will tell you they hate Hillary Clinton. You know, people, you don't you don't have to be um, a man to be stuck in this sort of uh, way of seeing the world. This is a hierarchy that always exists, 
and is, it's or has always existed. So a lot of women don't realize that their hatred from for Hillary Clinton comes from sexism too. Built in. That said, Joe Biden doesn't suffer from nearly that level of fatigue. Nearly that level of fatigue. So, you know what I'm saying? Like the... Hillary dealt with so much. There was such an onslaught of negative energy that Biden does not face. Um, you know, so it's interesting because I, I haven't really seen this very often, so I will mention this. This guy, this guy listening... Brosif Rocco said, I listen to Peter in the morning and I love him on K. I also support our president. I'm allowed. That's a fair, fair point. Um, I don't meet a lot of people that way, you know, who feel that way. Seems that a lot of times once people get my leanings, um, if they're if they're big supporters of the right, they have a tendency to not mess with me so much. But it is possible. I guess I would just ask that person because if they listen to me in the morning and on the K show, they obviously have good taste. I, I guess I'm just curious about what it is that you like so much about the president. Um, what it is. I, that's that's the part that I guess I I don't understand. Um, you know, even if we just... Even if you remove sort of these really fundamental things that I can't remove, right? I can't remove the 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 racial stuff. I can't remove the character stuff. I cannot remove any of the character stuff. But even if you remove the character stuff, which is, like I said, it's impossible. I still don't see what you're supporting. And that is why, ultimately, mo- I feel the a lot of his base is not ignoring... is not ignoring the character issues. It is because of the character issues. So, Brosif Rocco writes, pro-life, pro-guns, pro-America, that's Trump. I agree with all that. Well, I mean, listen. The fact of the matter is, if you vote on the issues of being anti-abortion, strictly, being super Second Amendment crazy, I mean, generic saying pro-America doesn't mean anything, but... Let's just say, if you live and fully operate around abortion and guns, then you're going to vote right. You're going to vote Republican every time. You know? Now, I don't think that means you need to get on here and lie and say that you think he's doing a great job or you're happy with the pandemic. I wish people would be a little bit more straightforward and say, I vote on abortion and guns. That's it. That's all I vote on. Because... If you, and you know, by the way, both of those issues, Trump doesn't care about 
guns. Trump doesn't care about abortion. He specifically knows what those issues do, and so he supports them. He does what he needs to do. And yes, I use the quote, Second Amendment crazy, someone wrote. Second Amendment crazy, a.k.a. literally defending our constitutionally protected rights. Well, no, no, I'm not saying it's crazy to believe in the Second Amendment, but I'm saying people who are crazy about the Second Amendment, meaning they feel that any sort of legislation to protect people from rampant gun use is a direct threat to their Second Amendment. That's what I'm referring to as Second Amendment crazy. Like, if you say that we can't have assault rifles, that means you're not going to let me have a handgun. And I'm going to argue it on some BS, ridiculous, hundreds of years old uh, argument that you want to protect yourself in case the government starts coming house to house to arrest people. He's the most pro-life president that there's ever been. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Now, 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 Brosif Rocco's really laying into everything. China caused the virus. It's impossible to blame Trump for that. Let's get real. You really want a, a leader of the country, the president, when questioned about how a virus was able to run rampant and kill hundreds of thousands of Americans, and you openly kept it a secret, and also did not advocate for wearing masks. You want that person to just go, not my fault, China's fault. That, that's leadership you would even teach like your eight-year-old? You, you would teach an eight-year-old that if you're the boss of everything and something goes wrong, you blame other people? Or you would teach an eight-year-old if you lead, if you're the leader, you own everything. Sam Darnold is not the reason the Jets are losing every week. But he comes on our show and every week takes ownership because he's the quarterback of the team. And you are good with a president going, not my fault, blame the other kid? I just can't, I can't believe that. I can't believe adults would, would think that. It doesn't, that's just not being... It's not being reasonable. It's not being rational. It's being incredibly short-sighted. It's being emotional. And it's frankly voting specifically on these issues. You just have these... Trump didn't hide anything, Brozov Rocco says. Come on. He came right out and banned travel right away. Everyone said we were going to lose millions of lives, and we didn't. Trump didn't hide anything. Rocco, he's on tape admitting that he hided it, that he hid it. He's on tape admitting that he hid things. He said it. This guy jumped in and wrote, Obama would have killed half the country if he was president during this, the way he handled swine flu. Almost no one died from swine flu. How can y'all see a virus 
that is a gazillion times worse than another illness, point at the other illness and go, look how bad that was. What is wrong with you? If you want to support someone, okay, support them, but you can't believe that. You can't believe that. You can't. You're smarter than that. You have to be smarter than that. You cannot be so warped or obsessed with white supremacy that you feel that way. You can't. Or just admit you're a racist and you want to be associated with white supremacy. Go with that. Keep it real. Keep it real. But my God, don't sit here and point to, don't point to the sky and say it's green. Shouts to ladies for Biden in the room. All right, so um, on Amy Coney Barrett and her confirmation hearing today, she she did not she would not describe Roe v. Wade as a super precedent. So she did a really good job in what I watched of navigating these important issues and finding a way to consistently say that she was not bringing bias to the subject. Shout out to Hakeem Green, by the way. Um, she did a really good job managing to wade into things and not give too much away. However... In not, in not referring to Roe versus Wade as a super precedent, to me that would probably tip the hand more than anything. Of course, it, for those who aren't paying close attention, the Democrats are trying to paint Barrett as a conservative ideologue. Um, and she's going to kill Obamacare and kill Roe v. Wade, right? She's doing her best to present herself as someone who's unbiased, who doesn't bring her political leanings into it. Now, she she signed an ad several years ago calling the decision of Roe v. Wade basically evil. So she has to, it's, it's hard not to own that. Um... But she did do a good job, mostly. I really, I really think she did. And, I mean, I guess, I guess this is one area, the Supreme Court is an area where I don't understand the argument between the right and the left. Like, the left is trying to make the nominee... In other words, the right is always going to want who they want. And you're going to try to get up and present that that person's not capable of doing the job. But essentially, unless they have some really lurid history or they they just are terrible judges, it's going to be a tough case to present. You're not really in any position to do so. Which is, again, why... They're going to pack the courts. 
This is going to be a 6-3 court. And I don't see why anyone has a problem with Biden packing the court. And if Biden wins and packs the court, that's what he does. And when the Republicans get back in office, they'll change it again. Okay. But let's not pretend this is like, it's such a, for lack of a word, it's such a circle jerk. All the Republicans getting up there and saying how wonderful she is and all the Democrats saying, oh my God, this is an embarrassment. This is a, this is a shit show. This is a disgrace. This is, but none of them are really telling the truth. It wasn't a shit show. She's a far right leaning judge. It is what it is. This is what you are going to get. So I really feel that you need another plan if you're trying to stop Amy Coney Barrett. Otherwise, this is just going to happen. And I understand the point that they're not talking about, and um, one of the viewers on Instagram weighs in, they're not talking about qualifications. They're discussing her using her faith to make rulings and affect millions of lives. I I understand that. But you're not going to be able to prove that. She was too smart for that. She, she, every time they tried to go that path, no, she, she, she just sits there and goes, no, I'm not going to allow that to happen. I don't come in with any bias. I have no preconceived notions. Of course not. No one in the executive branch talked to me about the way I see health care or what I would do in, uh, if, if the election has to be settled in the court. Obama was the president. They didn't let him appoint a judge, says ladies for Biden. Well, yeah, of course, but the Dems didn't have the Senate. It wasn't an option. It was not an option. So this is, unless you have a plan to try to stop this thing, and I don't know what that would be, although I feel like the Republicans would be able to come up with it. That's what frustrates me about the Democrats. I feel like even if the Republicans didn't have the numbers, they would find a way to stop this thing. That's that's just what it feels like to me. Anyways, but Barrett said she's, quote, not hostile to the Affordable Care Act, which is Obamacare. Um... And she basically just played it like she is the most straightforward, you know, constitutionalist judge you could ever find. Is it true? Of course not. And she also wouldn't specifically say that she would, no, in fact, she was very clear that she would not recuse herself in a decision that related to who became the next president of the United States in spite of the fact that she's obviously compromised because... Trump just put her in. So, the plan has to be, the only plan really has to be Biden winning and packing the court. I just wish that we didn't have to hide from it. Lou says, legit question, do Trump's rallies really help him or or just inflate his ego? It's a great question. Is there a Trump rally right now? I feel like that's what I'm being told. Someone said, one of the MAGA maniacs said Trump is speaking. So maybe I'll throw that on here if that's in fact happening. Let's see. 
I mean, I know he's on his world tour right now, so he's going to be speaking all the time. Oh, here we go. Wait. Campaign rally. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Moving forward, that was the end of the problem. It ended within 30 minutes. It was over. It was over. And we'll do it wherever they want us. We'd love to go into Portland because those guys are bad news. We actually, you saw we said in the U.S. Portland. Marshals, right? Because uh, one man, horrible guy, shot somebody right through the head. Shot him in the middle of the street. A guy who didn't, wasn't hurting anybody. He killed him. Two days went by, three days went by. I said, why the hell haven't they arrested him? And they knew who he was. And we sent in the U.S. Marshals. And in 15 minutes, it was all over. That was the end of it. That was the end of it. He's claiming Biden, that Biden, Harris, and the Democrat Party. He solved the problems in Portland in 15 minutes. He said, "Police, okay, and we proudly received the endorsement of the National Association of Police Organizations." Said Biden and Harris are declaring war on the police. Police associations, the Pennsylvania State Troopers Association. Wow. The Fraternal Order of Police, including those in Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Scranton, and virtually every single police organization in America. He's getting excited reading the prompter right now. You don't see him follow the prompter this often. I asked Sleepy Joe, I said, give me one organization, law enforcement, that's endorsing you. And he couldn't do it. Then Chris Wallace saved him. Then I said, remember I said, so tell me. Yo, your man gets up here at debates and replays the debate. Yo, y'all remember the other day when I had the debate, what I said to Sleepy Joe? <laughs> He's just replaying the debate. Then I think at the end, didn't he say, like, law and order and safety and justice and, you know, all the stuff? No, no, law and order. Say law and order, Joe. Yo, everyone behind him is wearing a mask. So we're joined tonight is this by real some life? real warriors. Warriors of a different type. Political warriors. They're okay, too, right? And they're friends of mine. They're great people. Representative John Joyce. John, please. Oh, this is boring. Oh, this isn't. I mean, listen. I, 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 you know, I enjoy a good comedy show as much as anyone else. A Trump concert. It depends. Either you call it a concert or a, you know, a comedy show or a concert. But this isn't even entertaining. Biden was out there today, going hard as well. He was in Florida. Trump went in on Anthony Fauci today. He went in on Fauci. He said in a tweet that Fauci's pitching arm is far more accurate than his prognostications. As you know, Fauci had that terrible first pitch at a Nationals game at the beginning of the year. Um, so things have, 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 have heated up between Fauci and the president. Fauci says, though, quote, I'm not going to walk away from this outbreak no matter who's the president. In reference to Trump using Fauci in one of his political ads to make it look like Fauci was saying the administration was doing a great job, Fauci says, in my nearly five decades of public service, I've never publicly endorsed any political candidate. The comments attributed to me without my permission in the GOP campaign ad were taken out of context from a broad statement I made months ago about the efforts of federal public health officials. As you can guess, that is what precipitated Trump now going after him because Fauci's saying that the stuff in the ad wasn't legit, so now Trump's going after him. So pretty pretty predictable. Yo, shout out to Megan the Stallion, by the way. How's that for a transition? 
Shouts to Megan the Stallion who wrote a piece for the New York Times today um, about protecting black women that I thought was just awesome. Um, really a cool moment. Cool moment for Megan the Stallion. Uh, what she said was awesome, on point, straightforward. And just cool to see someone in her position writing an op-ed for, in the New York Times about the treatment of women and black women in this country. So shouts to Megan. I thought that was really cool. Now, lastly, we got to talk Apple for a second, guys. I can't do it. I can't do it with Apple. I cannot do it with Apple. I'm going to jump on to, um, to Twitter real quick um, and go live on there. Yo, subscribe to the podcast if you're watching on Instagram. Rosenberg Radio, the name of the podcast. Give us five stars, a review, all that stuff. Subscribe, please. Support the pod. Going to go super hard over the next few weeks. Going to jump on the Twitter real quick. Um, but Apple does their, uh, their whatchamacallit. What's it called? When Apple has their big party? Apple. Maybe we can watch it together. The big event. You know, they have their events. October 13th, 2020. Big event today. The iPhone 12 Pro is announced. Who doesn't get excited about a new iPhone? I'll tell you who. This guy. I don't get excited. I'm so sick of Apple. This is, I don't even want to buy iPhones anymore. I really don't. I'm good. What are you offering me? What's different? What's better? Here's what they offer you with the new iPhone 12 Pro. 5G speed. 5G speed. That's great. Here's a question, though, for you. Do you believe that your phone carrier can do 5G? Because guess what? Thanks, Apple. Oh, but guess what? Guess what, everyone? This is so exciting. Oh, my God, you're not going to believe it. The screen is better. It's got a better screen. Its screen is less likely to be damaged. That's a reason to spend $1,000. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what else? You, You have the option of buying a smaller phone. There's the iPhone 12 mini. So a lot, there's a lot to take in here, guys. There's a lot to digest with this Apple announcement. Most notably, in Apple's constant quest to borderline insult us and and constantly take things away from their products that already existed in past iterations, the new iPhone will not come with any headphones or a charger. Why? Because of the environment. 
That's what Apple has said. Because so many millions and millions of, of old headphones and charger cables and, and bricks, there are so many out there that they don't want to poison the environment with more equipment. But what about the millions and millions of iPhones that are already out there? How about you announce we're not selling a new iPhone 12? We're going to be doing updates to your iPhone 11 because we want it to help the environment. We don't want to sell new phones. We can't sell new phones. Everyone has a phone. So we're not going to bother. We're just going to give you a beautiful update. It's going to look so great. I don't know why all of a sudden I made I made Apple Donald Trump in terms of their description. Beautiful, great, fantastic. But seriously, it's almost as if they're like trying to get me mad at this point. Because I've been an Apple person for a very, very long time. Um, and I guess the thing that irritates me about Apple is not that they rip us off because everyone rips us off. It's that they rip us off while under the guise of them being better than that. That's, that's the irritating part. They're not any better. Sure, maybe they're not Zuckerberg and Facebook. Maybe, maybe they're not Amazon. I don't know. I don't know if Amazon's worse. But my point is this. They are not better. So I, I don't give them the benefit of the doubt. When it comes to things like this, every product they put out, they charge me more and they take things away. It used to be with my MacBook Pro. It used to have one line in, one line out, a video out, charging port, two extra USBs. Uh, um, in addition to the USB, it had the um, FireWire. It had like eight different things on the side. Then with every new computer, they would say, no, you don't need those things anymore. And when I go to my friend who works for Apple, who defends everything they do, and I go, wait a second, why, why do you guys insist on taking away ports? Dude, you don't need those ports. All you got to do is buy the one converter. I don't want to buy a converter. I want the computer that I spent $1,500 on to have everything that I need. When I get my new iPhone for $1,000, I don't want to have to dig up an old charger. I want a new, fresh charger. I want to have extra charger cables around my house for no reason, like I do now. I want to open a drawer to get a fork and see an old iPhone charger. I want to open uh, the drawer next to my bed to read my book, and I see an old iPhone cable that's not even the same kind of iPhone wire you still need. I want to find iPhone cables everywhere with the amount of money I'm paying for my iPhone. Don't tell me I already have a cable. You don't know if I already have a cable. They're insane. 
All right, I should end this podcast on uh, something upbeat. Maybe I can end every podcast because I've been kind of serious with like putting you on to 30 seconds of a song or something. You know what's a good thing to remember? I'll wrap it up like this. This election week, 2016, was the week Tribe Called Quest dropped. We got it from here. Thank you for your service. In my opinion, one of the most surprising great hip-hop albums ever made. I don't think anyone expected it to be as great as it was. And they were the musical guests on SNL that first Saturday after Trump was elected. You remember Dave Chappelle was the host, and he came out and he said, let's give this guy a chance. And Tribe, always being like just ahead of their time, they were paying attention to the way the election was going. They made this song, and it was on the album. And if you've never listened to We Got It From Here, thank you for your service. Go listen to it. Tell me if, and, and, and tweet me, at Rosenberg Radio. And by the way, I have an email address for all of you who are listening to this full podcast, I don't know how many people are listening yet, but those of you who are, who are sticking around and listening to entire episodes, you want to reach out and email me directly, you can do so. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. But if you're someone who, I particularly would love to hear from you if you would listen to this album because of this recommendation. But it includes this song, which really fit in perfectly. I'll see you guys tomorrow. This has been Rosenberg Radio. We don't believe you, cause we the people are still here in the rear, yo, we don't need you. You ain't a killing off good young nigga move. When we get hungry, we eat the same fucking food, the ramen noodle. The simple voodoo is so maniacal, reliable, the full of juju. The irony is that this bad bitch in my lap, she don't love me, she make money, she don't study that. She gon' give it to me, ain't gon' tell me none of that. She gon' take the brain away the place she spit on that. The doors and signs with it. Don't try to rhyme with it. VH1 has a show that you can waste your time with. Guilty pleasure, take the edge off reality. And for a salary, I'll probably do that just sporadically. The OG Gucci boots are spitting with the chronic. The IRS piranhas see a nigga getting common. Niggas in the hood living in a fishbowl. Gentrify here, now it's not a shithole. Trendsetter, I know my shit's cold. And set a living because I ain't so cold with it.